It's responsible for more than 5% of all cases of autism, and it's the most common cause of inherited mental retardation. But are we as familiar as we need to be with Fragile X syndrome and a series of genetic conditions related to Fragile X? How do signs and symptoms manifest in children and in older generations? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, Professor of Surgery and Practicing General Surgeon. Our guest is Dr. Rondi Hagerman, Professor and Chair of Fragile X Research and Medical Director of the MIND Institute, Medical Investigation of Neurodevelopmental Disorders at the University of California, Davis School of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Hagerman. Thank you, Dr. Hill. It's a pleasure to be on. We are discussing the genetic disorder Fragile X Syndrome and related conditions. Dr. Hagerman, what is Fragile X Syndrome? It's a genetic disorder that's caused by a mutation in the Fragile X mental retardation 1 gene. It's also called the FMR1 gene, which is actually on the bottom end of the X chromosome. Now, everybody has this gene, and on the front end of the gene, there's a repetitive trinucleotide repeat sequence, or a CGG CGG, CGG repetitive sequence on one side of the DNA ladder. Normal individuals have between 5 to 45 CGG repeats on the front end of this gene, but carriers of Fragile X have between 55 to 200 repeats, and individuals with Fragile X syndrome have greater than 200 repeats, and sometimes it even goes up to 2,000. This sounds really like rocket science. How long have we known this? Well, we've known about Fragile X syndrome ever since it was reported in 1969, but the gene that causes it was not discovered until 1991. Well, what are the clinical manifestations of Fragile X syndrome? Children present usually with developmental delay, most commonly with language, that is, they're not talking at age two. They also have significant shyness, social anxiety, hyperactivity, easily hyper-aroused with, you know, different sensory stimuli in the environment. And so sometimes they can have tantrums on a regular basis. Now, how do you differentiate this from just a, a child that has behavioral problems and emotional problems? Well, these kids are usually delayed, so they're usually not talking on time. Occasionally, they can have more motor delays or be a little bit on the hypotonic or have low muscle tone as an infant. So sometimes they can be delayed in walking, walking at, you know, a year and a half or later. But the main delay is the language delay, and the speech can be repetitive, and sometimes it can echo what you say to them, and they have unusual hand movements like hand flapping or hand biting and very poor eye contact. So oftentimes these behavioral features are termed autistic-like, and in fact about 30% of the kids get diagnosed with autism early on in their development. Any physical findings? A lot of the time, kids can have prominent ears, and sometimes their ear pinna is cupped out. Later on, they can have a long face and 
during puberty, usually their testicles are enlarged, but that is not seen in early childhood. So they can look normal. Sometimes the physical phenotype is called the Prince Charles phenotype, you know. Oh, really? Because Prince Charles kind of has a long face and prominent ears. (laughs) But they can look relatively normal. So it's not an unusual or a dysmorphic phenotype. And the prominent ears may or may not be, you know, real noticeable. How common is this and any predilection to boys versus girls? It's about 1 in 2,500 in the general population has full fragile X syndrome, although the carriers with the premutation are more common, about 1 in every 130 females and about 1 in every 250 to 800 males in the general population will be a carrier or have a premutation, that is 55 to 200 repeats. Now, in fragile X syndrome, Again, the syndrome usually involves mental retardation in males, and in females, only about 25 to 30% are mentally retarded. The rest can have learning disabilities like math problems, attentional problems, shyness, social anxiety, poor eye contact, and on occasion, a female will be diagnosed with autism too. But it's much more severe in males because this is on the X chromosome, so if a male has a mutation here, he's going to see the full effect, whereas females have another buffering X chromosome, and so that's the reason why they're less affected with Fragile X syndrome. So there are a degree of manifestations of this syndrome in of itself. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, there's a whole spectrum of involvement. At the worst end is mental retardation and autism. But at the mildest end is, say, a girl with a normal IQ, but she's got shyness, social anxiety, maybe some math problems in school and some mild attentional problems. So there are individuals with Fragile X syndrome who are not retarded but present with emotional or learning problems. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and our guest is Dr. Randy Hagerman, Professor and Chair of Fragile X Research and Medical Director of the MIND Institute. Medical Investigation of Neurodevelopmental Disorders at the University of California, Davis School of Medicine. We're discussing the genetic disorder Fragile X Syndrome and related conditions. Dr. Hagerman, how does Fragile X impact older generations in terms of carriers and and parents and things like that? Well, we've learned that this Fragile X mutation, including the premutation and the full mutation, represents a complex of different disorders. For instance, the premutation in women is a relatively common cause of anxiety and moodiness in women. It is also a cause of premature ovarian failure. That is menopause or the stopping of menses before age 40. And in fact, the Fragile X premutation is the most common genetic disorder associated with premature ovarian failure. Another name for that is primary ovarian insufficiency. So we think that it's very important for OBGYN doctors to screen women who present with premature ovarian failure or primary ovarian insufficiency through the OBGYN clinic by doing just a Fragile X DNA test. Is this commonly known among OB physicians? No, I don't think it's widely known at all. 
The other very important disorder associated with the premutation in males and in some females also is the late onset of tremor and ataxia or balance problems. Also, the premutation is a cause of neuropathy or numbness and tingling and loss of sensation in the lower extremities, in addition to cognitive decline or even dementia in its later forms. Now, I'm thinking, as as probably uh, some of the listeners are doing as well, you've got a patient who has a plethora of these symptoms. Wouldn't you think that Fragile X or the premutation stage would be relatively low on your differential diagnosis? For, you mean, dementia and aging problems? Yes, and other. Right. So the disorder that we're talking about, the tremor and ataxia problem, is called FAXTAS, F-X-T-A-S, all capitals, and that stands for the Fragile X-Associated Tremor Ataxia Syndrome. We actually first discovered this in 2001. We reported this in neurology, and now there's a few hundred papers out there in the literature about this. So it's really taken the neurology field by surprise that there's this new genetic condition that can cause these neurological problems that occur late in life. Well, how often is it mistaken for other conditions? Oh, it's usually mistaken for other conditions. It's usually mistaken for an essential tremor, cerebellar, ataxia, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease. You know, just a variety of labels are put on it until the clinician does the Fragile X DNA test and finds out that there's a premutation there. So you have a patient, you make the diagnosis of Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, and you uh, label the patient with that. What then would make you go further and say, you know, maybe I don't have the right diagnosis? Well, for instance, they sometimes present with dementia first, but most of the time they present with a tremor and balance problems that looks a lot like Parkinson's disease, but it looks a little atypical. So for those patients that look like atypical Parkinson's disease, they usually don't have a resting tremor, although later on they may. This begins with an intention tremor. They also get some psychiatric problems related to their executive function deficits, sometimes kind of off-the-wall statements or, you know, bizarre behavior, anxiety, reclusive behavior is pretty common, and then gradually more apathy. When these kinds of neurological symptoms occur, then usually the physician will do an MRI, and these individuals have pretty global brain atrophy, and then they have white matter disease in their brain. And particularly in the males, There's an area on the MRI called the middle cerebellar peduncle. These are fibers that go from the pons into the cerebellum. And the peduncles kind of light up like headlights, you know, with white matter disease on T2 imaging. And that is a real key because it's a unique finding on MRI that should make the clinician think about fax tests. You know, the more I'm listening to you, it brings back when we were in medical school, they teach you that you can't make the diagnosis unless you think of it. How often will the neurologist or, let's say, the primary care physician actually think of this diagnosis when they're presented with such a different array of symptoms? This is a big issue regarding education. We think all individuals with atypical Parkinson's disease or 
multiple sclerosis-like symptoms or white matter disease on the MRI or unexplained brain atrophy should have a Fragile X DNA test. It's a fairly inexpensive test to do, usually covered by all insurance, Medicaid, Medicare, et cetera. It's easy to do. Sometimes the family history will key you in. If somebody has autism or developmental delay or mental retardation, you know, that's another thing that should key one into doing this test or someone in the family with premature ovarian failure. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Rondi Hagerman. We've been discussing the genetic disorder Fragile X syndrome and related conditions. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill. And you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com, featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM157. And thank you for listening.